Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, Tesla's unexpected product announcement turned out to be part two of the Model 3 reveal. Sort of. It's all about fully autonomous Teslas. They're here, at least hardware-wise. Let's talk about it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Ryan McCaffrey. This is the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, otherwise known as Ride the Lightning. Ryan McCaffrey joining you alongside a uh, very relaxed Maggie the Boxer who is currently doing her nightly ritual of laying on top of the couch, which she has completely pulled away from the, uh, the the couch backing. My couch is absolutely destroyed. <laughs> it's on the shopping list, but uh, she's looking out. She just likes to look out the window at night. Uh, anyway, episode 64 here for October 23rd, 2016. And the big announcement that Elon Musk had teased last week. Now, it was supposed to happen on Monday. And of course, I put the show out on, on Sunday. So I was like, oh man, I just missed it again. Go figure. He ended up delaying it until Wednesday, so that at least made made uh, the show a little less stale. And as you probably heard by now, the big announcement was Autopilot 2, or Hardware 2, as Elon is referring to it. Every single Tesla from here on out is going to have the hardware necessary for full level 5 self-driving, including every Model 3, as we'll hear from Elon himself uh, coming up here. I've, I've pulled a bunch of clips of Elon's uh, speaking at the, uh, on the media call, which I was privileged enough to be invited to sit in on. Unfortunately, again, once again, uh, I, I, I am appreciative of even being invited to be on the call. I attempted to virtually raise my hand in the web conference again, uh, but sadly was not called upon. But now, the day of, before I get into the announcement itself and the details of it, the day of the announcement, Wednesday, Elon dropped a little bit of a mini bombshell on us, very casually, tweeting in reply to himself, to his own tweet about the announcement timing, which, as I mentioned, was delayed by two days. He, he had you know posted, oh, it's going to be 5 o'clock California time. And he tweets, this is also what I was alluding to by Model 3 Part 2. And so I was like, whoa, 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 what? All my Tesla friends were tweeting me. Everybody's like, what? Are you seeing this? What? Except it kind of wasn't. I mean, I, it was and it wasn't. I guess the, the difference is, I know I can speak for myself. I had a very different idea of what I thought Elon meant by Model 3 Reveal Part 2. I thought that was going to be, here's the car, here's the interior, here's everything. Uh, but what, you know, we didn't see the interior. We didn't see any Model 3. Instead, it was a press release and again, the, the media conference call with Elon. So I suppose we're not going to see the so-called spaceship interior until the Model 3 reveal event that'll happen, uh, just before or just as the Founder Series cars go out, similar to what we've had with the Model S and the Model X. Now, in, in the follow-up to this, after the conference call later on, 
Elon did confirm a sort of part three, a sort of proper launch event for the, you know, for the Model 3. So I expect that's when we'll see the interior, unless they choose, you know, you never know, they could reveal it in a, you know, motor trend or something like that ahead of time, but, you know, they'll probably do it themselves. But in any case, nothing new about the Model 3 per se, except for the uh, new autopilot hardware stuff. So let's get into it. Now, uh, I wanted to sort of semi-apologize up front. I'm skipping the Ride the Lightning hotline this week for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I well, the main reason, actually, is just that uh, I have, I'm going to Arizona this weekend. I'm leaving Friday night for, you know, I'll be there as you hear this, for a, for a family event. And uh, so I, normally I do the show on Friday night or Saturday night. Usually it's one of those two, uh, I, but... But uh, I need to pack up. I got, you know, so much to get to before you can leave, especially when you got a kid, you're, tra- you're traveling with my daughter. So, uh, you know, I've got it, got all that stuff. So, you know, it's, I figure I just need to get the show done before I leave. And then also, just, uh, you know, editorially speaking, there's hopefully going to be, I think there's so much to get to. I, I spent quite a while here pulling these clips. Uh, I've got one, let's see, 14 Elon Musk clips that we'll hear, that I'll, I'll uh, sort of give my reaction to. So I think I've kind of got enough show as it is, right? enough uh, good meat for everybody to chew on. Now, I did get a lot of phone calls in the Ride the Lightning hotline, which is great. I haven't listened to any of them yet because it's been the busiest week of the year at work. I don't want to make excuses, but point being, uh, we'll, we'll spend plenty of time in the Ride the Lightning hotline next week, and anything I don't get to, again, can go into the Patreon bonus episode that's all just of those extra Ride the Lightning hotline calls. But I uh, definitely would encourage you to call in with your reactions to Hardware 2, to uh, full the full self-driving hardware. The toll-free number, of course, is 1-888-989-8752. That's uh, 1-888-989-TSLA. So give me a ring with your thoughts or any other questions you might have. So let's hear from Elon Musk. We're a good five minutes in the show here, almost six. So uh, Elon answered, you know, a decent number of media calls. He kind of spoke a little up front. And so let's let's nail down specifically what this is. I gave you kind of the over, overview, but let's hear it straight from Elon himself. What is hardware to Elon Musk? The basic news is that uh, all Tesla vehicles exiting the factory have the hardware necessary for level five autonomy. Uh, so that's in terms of the, the, the cameras and compute power. Uh, it's um, every car we make, so on, on the order of 2,000 cars a week, uh, are shipping now with uh, level five, meaning hardware capable of a full self-driving or driverless uh, capability. So level five, folks, level five, that is all the way. There are no levels higher than level five when it comes to autonomous driving. Now, it'll take us some time into the future, of course, to complete that validation of the software and get the regulatory approval. I wonder which one's going to take longer because I'm sure the software for this, you know, it took a year from the time Tesla announced Autopilot 1 to the actual deployment of it. It took a year. Now, this has got to be, I would think, exponentially more complex. Now, yes, they have a lot more hardware to help back it up, uh, as well as computing power, all of which we're going to get to here in a minute as we as we plow through these Elon Musk clips. But 
uh, I've got to think the software is going to take some time and the regulatory approval is going to probably uh, be some, take some time as well. Now, I've, I've had some recent stories on the podcast about uh, some, some really proactive steps the United States government has taken, uh, the state of California particularly as well, has taken towards wa- you know, wanting to be ready for autonomous driving, which is great. You know, it's not, it's not, the government is not sort of sitting back on its heels, seemingly just you know, waiting to react. They're being proactive, which is good. But I've got to figure this is going to take some time. Now, that was one of my questions uh, for Elon Musk that I sadly did not get to ask. I wrote down a few. And in fact, uh, well, I'll tell, I'll tell them to you later because you want to hear from Elon. So uh, this next clip from Elon, uh, oh, actually, no, before I get to that, he, he, uh, you've got to watch. Go on Tesla's site and there's a link right on the front page of Tesla.com right now. There is a demo video that shows a Model X driving from somewhere in Palo Alto down 280 off at the Deer Creek exit, the, the exit that takes you to, uh, to Tesla's headquarters, and it drives back to corporate headquarters on Deer Creek, and it's entirely autonomous. The, there's a driver in the seat who's kind of keeping his hands near the wheel just to show you, hey, look, I'm not touching the wheel here. And it's an astounding video to watch. I mean, it's very cool just on its own because it's handling, it's seeing other cars and seeing the turn signals and it's reacting to those. It's reacting to stop to uh, red lights. But the jaw dropper for me in this video comes toward the end of the video when the driver arrives at Tesla headquarters, pulls up to the entrance of the building, which I've been to this building. It's, you'll see it's cool. It's, the, lot, it's the, the parking lot is literally packed with Teslas. A couple Roadsters back there, mostly X's, some, X, some X's as well. But uh, pulls in, the, car, the driver gets out of the X, walks away, the door closes, and then the Model X proceeds to drive around the parking lot to find a parking space, and it parks itself ends up going in a parallel spot. It's astounding to me to watch. That was, for me, the, the WTF moment. Uh, you know, again, I'm a Tesla fanboy, I admit that. But boy, I, I, if you're not impressed by that, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this was, this was pretty incredible. So, uh, now, that's the S, that's the X. What about the Model 3? The Model 3 will ship with Level 5 autonomous hardware built in as well. Elon Musk Tell us about it. That's also essentially part two of the Model 3 announcement, which is that Model 3 um, will also have the hardware necessary for full autonomy. Uh, in fact, all, all cars that Tesla makes from here on out will have, uh, um, have the hardware needed to be fully autonomous or, or driverless. So there you go. Level 5 on every Model 3. Now, we anticipated this. We expected this. I've done probably hours of podcasts about this very subject. You know, if you remember back to the Model 3 reveal, and Elon, had when he'd said, there, when he'd said uh, following up that event, he'd said, well, there's going to be a Part 2 event, and it'll be... Actually, it was at a... I don't know. It was somewhere he said, Part 2 is going to be what, what you'd expect. And many of us, including myself, speculated that that was going to be fully autonomous driving. And so it was, in fact, that. Uh, so I want to say Trev Page... Who's a, who's a listener to this show, and he runs a great website, Model 3 Owners Club. 
Trevor has some cool t-shirts. And uh, so Trevor, I gotta, if you haven't already started doing this, I'm giving you a free t-shirt idea right now, my friend. You gotta start printing the iDrive Level 5 t-shirts with the with the model 3 little you know logo just don't get yourself sued with the model 3 logo but i drive level 5 even though we can't do it yet but uh snx owners can so it doesn't have to be a model 3 shirt it could just be a tesla shirt i drive level 5 that's uh that's what i would like to see next when of course you know elon likes to show these things and show that hey this is not him just talking nonsense. He is not uh, just blowing smoke. This is a real thing. There's, the, again, the video I mentioned a couple minutes ago on Tesla's website, which I highly encourage you to watch. But what about a more substantial test, Elon Musk? When can we see this put to, test, put to the test in the real world? Our goal is, I feel pretty good about this goal, is that um, we'll be able to do a, demonstra- a demonstration drive of full autonomy all the way from LA to New York. So basically from uh, a home in LA to let's say dropping you off in, in Times Square in New York and having the car go and park itself uh, by the end of next year. Without, without, without the need for a single um, touch, including the charger. Okay, so that's, that's quite a test, going coast to coast. Elon likes to go coast to coast. Remember he did, uh, when the superchargers were up online, he did the coast to coast run, L.A. to New York. Uh, so he wants to go L.A. to Times Square, and he wants to do that without the driver ever having to touch anything. Now, uh, I w- here's, here's just a guess. Here's a random, random speculation on my part. I think, because he's talking about doing this at the end of next year, I think he's going to send a Model 3. Uh, If Model 3 is out, and maybe even if it's not quite out, he might send a Model 3. Because I think if he sends a Model 3 on this mission, it sends a very loud, very clear message to the entire automotive world, and both not only the industry itself, but obviously uh, car-buying citizens, us, it sends a very loud, very clear message that this car is a game-changing vehicle that has game-changing functionality in it. Uh, every single one. Every single car built in. Now, unless he might decide to send the uh, S3X, the sexy convoy, he might decide to send three cars, maybe one of each, an S, a 3, and an X, all together autonomously around the country. I could totally see him doing that too, sending the fleet. Like, here you go. I'm going to send my whole fleet. They're going to go across the country by themselves. Um, Now, humor me with another, what I hope is a crazy thought on this topic. And I hate to kind of go off into pessimistic tinfoil hat land. But if Elon makes a big public deal out of this live that you know, the media can kind of follow along with, that everybody can follow along with as it's happening, rather than doing it, not telling anyone, and maybe like filming it, uh, and then sort of reporting on it after the fact, because I, I, I can see him doing that for the exact reason that I'm about to, the exact sort of conspiracy theory I'm about to throw out. I worry that uh, maybe you know the Koch brothers or someone in their employ 
or some other Tesla enemy might try to sabotage the car during its cross-country trip. Now, again, I realize that that might sound a little tinfoil hatty on my part, but come on, you've... Uh, I don't think you have to be a, a uh, you know, neck-deep Tesla fanboy like me to acknowledge that Tesla has a lot of haters and a lot of enemies. So we've all seen the hate that competitors and other certain forces have for this company, would you put it pat? Would you put something like that, like a sabotage kind of situation, whether it's you know throwing, uh, you know somehow puncturing the tires of the cars as as they're going, or you know some other d- detrimental thing to the cause? Would you put that past some of the people that oppose Tesla? Because I, I wouldn't. I absolutely wouldn't. So I wonder how Tesla will handle it. I mean, if they do it. Now, you've got to figure if they try to do it in secret, someone's going to spot it. Someone's going to spot a, a car. I mean, I guess, I guess there'll be someone in the car, so maybe they, they can kind of get away with it, but um, maybe not so much with a convoy if, if, with that idea. But, uh, you know, if the only thing I would say is if they, if they do it in secret and film the whole thing like they did with the Supercharger run... They're, he's, they're almost certainly going to get people accusing them of having faked it, of having edited the thing together. But I don't know. I guess that's going to be Elon and the Tesla team's problem to solve. But nevertheless, I, I do wonder how they'll handle that. But it's going to be very cool to see. And I think that's, I mean, that's going to make news everywhere. I mean, everywhere. If Tesla Model 3 completes self-driving tour across country, I mean, that's, that is significant. All right. Uh... Interesting fact here from Elon about hardware two cars. They're going to be more or less sort of starting from scratch. And in fact, hardware one car, the cars now, are uh, going to have superior semi-autonomous functionality for in the short term. So I'm going to let Elon explain this. If you are planning to buy a new Tesla, a hardware two enabled car, uh, listen to this real quick. Yeah, so since this is a... A new platform. Um, although we've been spending, you know, we've spent um, more than a year um, in, in testing. The, uh, the, the 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 feature set initially will be will will be disabled at least for the first few months. The uh, the the hardware two, the cars with hardware two, what we call hardware two, um, which, which is sort of the full autonomy suite, will actually have fewer features than cars with hardware one. Um, so we expect to to reach feature parity uh, following um, uh, field validation of the of hardware two probably in December, so maybe two or three months from now. Um, so for the next two or three months, actually, a hardware one car will be better than a hardware two car. Uh, and then um, every approximately every two or three months thereafter is when we expect to. Or release uh, significant improvements in autonomous capability. So every two to three months thereafter is when Tesla wants to release significant improvements in autonomy once they've attained uh, feature parity by scaling up the software on uh, hardware two that, that'll match again, you know, have the feature parity of hardware one, which makes sense. I mean, they're dealing with a lot of new hardware, so they're going to have to calibrate it. They're going to have to figure it all out. 
now, later in the same call, Elon backed off this, that time, timing a little bit. You know, he had said December, but then later he said, or maybe later for that feature parody. But, but hey, that's okay. You know, I, I don't think any owner is going to mind that. I mean, this is, this is a long game. Plus, you know, okay, so you're, at, you're without the hardware one level features for a little while if you're buying a new Tesla. But, uh, I mean, realistically, it's already October. Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, there's of course a pocket of people that have cars on order and are going to take, take their deliveries in, uh, November and the cars will, they'll have the autopilot, uh, that rather the hardware two on it. But if for most people, let's say, let's say you watch this, uh, or, you know, you're maybe listening to this show or you read about, uh, you read about this announcement and you, you place an order today, you know, by the time you get your car, uh, in fact, the Tesla website right now, uh, shoot, where was I just had it open. Uh, for, I guess if I just check a few things. I, anyway, I think it had said uh, the delivery was coming later. Uh, the, the, you're gonna, anyway, point, the point being, you're probably not going to have to wait that long to get your autopilot you know, up, to, up to current snuff with your new hardware. So I can't imagine people are really, really going to particularly mind that because it is a long game here. That, that both Tesla's playing and you as the owner is probably, you know, you're probably looking, especially if you're buying a car with hardware two on it, this is it. I mean, this is, we, you know, you've, you, we've got 100 kilowatt hour batteries on both the S and X. We've got now the, the full hardware capability. So anybody that's buying a, an S or an X now could really be in it for the long game. You know, Tesla has improved the heck out of these cars so quickly, so quickly. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about it on this podcast. But now, I think, you know, I don't know what other major features would be left to come down the pipe where you'd, you'd buy a new Tesla and then go, oh, man, I, gosh, I wish I'd just waited a few months for that, for that, you know, that feature. This is, this is the big one, the full self-driving hardware. So, uh, so there you go. That's uh, that was an interesting point from Elon about about the slow ramp up with hardware two and its functionality. Here now, Elon talks about there are two levels. Now, if you go on the design studio right on Tesla's site, it spells this out pretty clearly. But as of the media call, this this wasn't up yet. So here's Elon explaining the fact that there are now two options when you purchase a car: enhanced autopilot. And then on top of that, should you choose full self-driving? Uh, he talks about the differences between them. Here we go. Basically, the, the, there'll be two. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, there'll, there'll be two options for uh, buying a, our car. Um, one is what we call enhanced autopilot, uh, which is kind of quite similar to what the the autopilot that we that we had been offering, except that it's got redundant forward cameras. Um, and it has uh, a left rear camera and a right rear camera, um, as well as uh, a significantly improved um, ultrasonic sonar and, uh, and, and, and much more computing power. Um, the, the net effect of enhanced autopilot is you should be able to go from freeway on-ramp to exit, as well as transitioning to, between multiple freeways um, and passing and maneuvering around other cars without touching anything with enhanced autopilot. Um, then, then there's uh, 
sort of the full self-driving capability, uh, which will take care of the much more complex uh, situations uh, in in urban uh, environments. Um, and so there'll be two two options that people can can, can pick in, in buying the car. Um, either basically a an, an improved version of autopilot or um, full self-driving. So one, one's kind of four cameras, the other's eight cameras. So uh, the price of autopilot has now gone up as uh, as Maggie the boxer chugs away behind me. As uh, as you know, Elon even said autopilot enhanced is basically a better version of the highway driving assist that autopilot is now. It's it sounds like it's basically uh, autonomous driving on the highway, whereas full self driving hardware that sort of extra layer with the eight cameras is uh, gives you the city driving the urban driving portion of that equation. Thus, you know, combining the two of them together for you know total full autonomous self-driving. So uh, that is an interesting sort of layer to this that I hadn't anticipated. You know, I, I always thought that uh, as, as Tesla moved forward, it would just be one system that every car would get. I'm, I'm, it's interesting that they're, that they're doing uh, two tiers of this. Now, here Elon details the difference between the current autopilot and the new setup. Listen for the level, how, how much of an increase there is in computing power, in, the, in computing power. And the, uh, you know what, I'll, I want to let, let Elon say this and let you hear it because it's pretty, pretty interesting here. Elon Musk. So we, we go from, from one camera um, to eight cameras. Uh, and and th- three of which are forward cameras. Uh, so we have redundant redundancy in uh, the forward camera uh, is sort of looking looking forward, um, and we have 360 degree coverage, uh, visual coverage around the car. Um, so that's uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty big upgrade. The uh, the compute power increases by a factor of 40, like so four zero x increase. Uh, in compute power, so it's a gigantic increase in in computing power. Uh, it, it, in fact, the computer will be capable of, uh, of of 12 trillion operations per second. So it's basically a supercomputer in a car. Um, and then the ultrasonic sensors are next generation uh, ultrasonic sonar, uh, which have about twice the range and resolution of the of the current. Um, Sonar, and that, that's also 360 degrees. And the, the, I mean, there's also some other minor things like the that the the GPS uh, is is more accurate um, and provides more frequent updates, um, and there's some other minor sensor improvements um, on the IMU, the initial measurement unit, and a few other areas. By the way, I'd like to note here that the typing you hear in that clip, and then there's going to be a little bit uh, you hear later on. It's not me this time. Thanks to, I wish I had kept his, his, the gentleman's name around, but uh, after the last time that I played clips from uh, an Elon media call, you know, and I just recorded my speaker, someone kindly gave me a tip for just recording straight through the computer. So I used that tip this time and was able to get a, just a direct, direct quality uh, recording. So it's better recording this time. 
I wish I had his name. I just I would love to thank him. But the, that typing is on the open line on the phone call of the the reporter that was speaking. So it's not me this time. But anyway, uh, remember, it's funny he mentions you know it's basically a supercomputer in a car. The GPS is more accurate, and it's a 40x increase in computing power. 12 trillion operate 12 trillion operations per second. And it's funny, it wasn't more than just a couple of weeks ago on the 8.0, the, the uh, software 8.0 phone call, uh, where, of course, Tesla switched to the radar-based system for, uh, for the uh, safety, you know, the, the uh, automatic safety features as well as autopilot, uh, that Elon had said on that call that the computing power on the current system was pretty well maxed out. So I guess Tesla solved that problem with 40 times more power. My goodness, this is so great. Elon Musk is, he is bringing the future to us rather than the other way around, rather than us having to go to the future. He's bringing it to us. I love this. Even if this this feature, you know, doesn't get turned on for three years, which is entirely possible. The fact that he is laying the groundwork now, there will be tens, if not probably hundreds of thousands, in fact, there will hundreds of thousands, because even if the Model 3 gets delayed big time, Tesla's producing about 100,000 cars a year, there'll be hundreds of thousands of cars that when that day comes, that the software is ready and the regulatory stuff is ready, Hundreds of thousands of cars, that switch flips, and you suddenly have hundreds of thousands of fully autonomous Teslas on the road. That is going to be a special, special day. I hope my car is one of them. I hope you know I've got my Tesla by that point, so we'll see. All right, so this next clip is in regards to uh, regulators, to the regulatory approval uh, but I thought what was interesting about this clip is that we hear that, you know, the, I guess it's not a surprise because we've heard this about other, other Tesla stuff, but the system is in fact always on, even if you don't pay for it. So uh, listen to Elon explain it. Well, it's not up to us. It's up to the regulators. Um, I, I'm, I'm, hopefully um, in, in the U.S. things do not become balkanized so that it's different in every state because I think that would be that would be detrimental to the U.S. consumer. Um, and I think in the EU, it's like for the confident it'll be um, a uniform standard. Um, so it's really a question of um, what, uh, you know, what, what does the public think is appropriate, what do regulators think is appropriate, um, and gathering enough uh, data, uh, because the system will always be operating in shadow mode, so we can, we can uh, gather um, a large volume of statistical data to show um, the false positives and false negatives. When, when, you know, when would the computer have acted, um, and would that have prevented an accident? Um, or if the computer would have acted and that would have produced an accident, we can think. But that's operating in shadow mode, so we can send, say when it would it have incorrectly acted or not acted. Um, compare that to what it, what should have been done in the real world. Um, and, uh, and then at the point at which it is a statistically significant result that shows um, 
uh, like a, a, very, a material improvement over the, the accident rates for manually driven cars, I think at that point regulators are likely to be comfortable uh, approving it. Uh, but, but that approval process really could be radically different from one um, part of the world to, to another. It's, it's not something within our control. So again, yeah, not a surprise on this because as Elon uh, himself, you know, notes that they 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 do this already. This is this is done now. So uh, still interesting. Ne- on the next clip, uh, somebody asked Elon, a reporter asked Elon if if they would if they would just deploy this or if they are in fact going to cooperate with governments ahead of time. The answer uh, shouldn't surprise you that that Elon says he will ask permission before forgiveness? Well, I mean, we've always rolled out our, um, you know, our autonomous functionality um, within the, the, re- the regulatory framework of any given country. Uh, so uh, this is not a, you know, pleading forgiveness or permission. It's, it's we, we, you know, we work, um, you know, we, we, look, we look carefully at the regulations um, and make sure that, you uh, what we do is in line with those. Um, yeah. Uh, we can't do anything other than that because it would be against the law. So also not a surprise here because as Elon himself notes, it would be illegal to just just go rogue on the government and just deploy this uh, without regulatory approval. It would be, it would be so illegal. <laughs> they would get, Tesla would get shut down so fast, it would uh, it would be a very very ugly situation for Tesla. All right, next, uh, this was one of the questions I wanted to ask. Fortunately, it was asked uh, by a reporter who was called on, and it was, can the existing cars, can hardware one cars, get upgraded? Now, I wanted to ask this knowing full well that the answer would probably be no, considering that. Uh, Tesla immediately said, no, you can't upgrade a non-autopilot car to an autopilot car. So I, I had doubted that they were going to, you know, if they didn't go from 0 to 1.0, that they were going to let people upgrade from 0 to 2.0 or even 1.0 to 2.0. So here is Elon explaining the decision there. And self-driving will definitely need a hardware too, which is what we're currently we're shipping as of this week. Um, it's it just because you 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 don't you, know, you just can't do this with one camera. You need eight cameras uh, to be self-driving. Uh, you also need a lot more computing power to run the the the, the vision, basically the, the vision AI. Um, so so up, upgrading hardware-one cars is not it's not realistic. Uh, it would it would be like give, giving the car a spinal cord transplant. Um, <laughs> wise. So. Even if possible, best to be avoided. Um, but I, I should say that you know, people that have hardware one cars uh, should um, like bear in mind that, that, that their car will actually have more functionality than a hardware two car, at least until December or maybe later. Um, and it, you know, it's probably sometime next year before the hardware two functionality starts to exceed hardware, hardware one. Um, and uh, th- th- there's also a higher a higher cost for the uh, the autonomous functionality, so it's not you know there is there is a higher price to pay like for 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 the, for the full self driving to activate the full self driving hardware suite is it's eight thousand dollars, so 
Um, that's uh, you know, as compared to the hardware one autopilot, which is three thousand dollars. So it's just a you know, meaningful price difference, um, and uh, the, the car, well, the hardware one, actually has more functionality, at least, you know, at least for the next uh, several months. Mm. Um, I wish there was some other way to do it. Uh, this, this is not, you know, it's, it's just I don't know how to go into old cars and install another seven cameras. <laughs> this is and, and a new wiring harness. Um, so there's, there's no, it's just. I wish we could do it some other way, but there isn't some other. Uh, there isn't. So. Okay, so we learned here. I love the analogy, by the way, that it would be like giving the car a spinal cord transplant. Just not, not realistic. Uh, you know, him saying that oh, hardware one cars are going to be better off in the short term. That's, that's a you know probably small consolation to those of you, which is all of you at this point, with hardware one or no hardware cars. But we learned here, and it is now, you know, you can see for yourself on the design studio, it is $5,000 for the base enhanced autopilot. And then it's going to be another $3,000 on top of that. Or if you choose to up activate it later, which I want to talk about, uh, $4,000. But So $8,000 total to when you order a car for the full self-driving hardware. Now... I took a look and uh, that because my my first thought, by the way, was uh, my Model Three just went up in price. I mean, that's bottom line. I I, uh, I maybe I was naive to think that again it was all just going to be one hardware system and not a tiered thing and not that much money. But uh, I took a look and the price of the S and X, the, at least the fully maxed out price, has, has now gone up again. The fully maxed out Model S now tops out, with if you get multi-coat paint on top of all the other features, $167,000 before any incentives or rebates. And the Model X, $168,250. The, the, the S has gotten some upgrades like the, you know, the Model X seats and the... Um, course uh, the, the the ludicrous upgrade on both cars so uh pretty they're both they both top out at about the same and they're both getting you know more expensive now if you remember when the model s first hit in 2012 the maximum price i believe was 110 i don't think it got over 110 because uh, my cousin pat paid his car was he got everything except the rear facing child seats in his p85 and uh he, he, that was about what his was, and so yeah, we you know the cars the cars gone up a good bit in price, but you can't argue with the amount of functionality and performance and features that have been added to the car. I mean, full self driving hardware that which you know autopilot 1.0 you get now. Of course, the 100 kilowatt battery, zero to sixty in 2.5 seconds, compared to 2012 when it was 4.2 seconds. Um, of course, the you know, power folding mirrors, the parking sensors, uh, better interior, a center console, better, nicer interior materials, all that stuff. So, uh, but the, yeah, the the car has definitely the, you know the, on the high end uh, gone up in price a decent bit here over the last four years. Now, again, my, it led me to wonder on both for myself and on behalf of my fellow Model Three reservation holders. Will it be the same cost? Is it going to be a total of eight thousand dollars uh, 
on the Model 3 because, you know, it's a $35,000 base car. If you want full autonomy, is it going to be eight grand on top of that? Are we going to be, are we going to be up to 43000 with no other options except full autonomy? Or is it going to be cheaper? And this, you know, Elon's already confirmed that the dual motor option will be uh, a lower cost addition to Model 3 than it is for Model S. So uh, I am going to go ahead and assume the worst here and hope for the best because it's the same hardware uh, even though it's on a cheaper car. Whereas the, the dual motor, the Model 3 is getting its own drivetrain, its own motors. It's, it's, so there are different, you know, there are different costs and different economies of scale in play with regard to the pricing structure on that. I mean, I'm no manufacturer or engineer, but it's should be the same exact full self-driving hardware kit, you know, hardware two is same kit, same stuff is going to go on the model three as goes on the S or the X, same number of cameras, same everything. So that's why I'm braced for it to cost that full $8,000. Uh, now the thing I wanted to bring up was the idea that, uh, again, thinking that the software could very well take a good bit of time and the hard, uh, pardon me, the regulatory approval could take a bit of time as well. It's entirely possible that if you're taking delivery on a Model 3 in t- late 2017, let's say I'm somehow able to get mine in late 2017, if the car's on time and my name in the, you know, my spot in the reservation queue comes up and I'm able to, you know, if I, I don't know if I'm going to get a performance car, but let, anyway, let's say I can get a car in, in late 2017 and approximately, you know, 12 to 14 months from now. That is approximately when the coast-to-coast test is scheduled to happen, according to Elon. And it could take some time after that. You know, that's, it could very well take some time. And the point I'm getting at with this, I know I'm being a little long-winded as it's nothing new for, <laughs> for you regular listeners. I wonder if it might be worth actually taking the activate it later option for the full kit. And, you know, you're, you'd be paying $1,000 more because, you know, it'd be $4,000 to activate later versus $3,000 to activate when at the time of purchase. But if it's going to be a while, if it's going to be a year, if it's going to be two years, maybe it's cheaper. I haven't done the math. I need to do the math. Maybe it would be cheaper to pay that later rather than have basically be paying auto loan interest on that $3,000. Maybe you just pay the four in cash out of your pocket when the feature's actually ready. So it's something to think about. Again, I, I need to try and do the math on it. I encourage any of you to do so as well. But I think it's food for thought in this case. You know, we just don't know what the timeline is here. And since the feature, you know, that that uh, the full self-driving hardware suite will be effectively useless until that software and regulatory approval is ready, you know, it might not be worth paying up front for it if it's going to be a little while, if it's going to be a longer while. So something to think about. All right. Uh, next clip here from Elon. So he was asked, hey, would you, would you license this out to other car makers? Now, Elon Musk is a guy who is very much, uh, has, has, established himself as 
someone who is in it for the EV cause. He's not necessarily in it to simply crush everyone else. He wants electric vehicles everywhere. But of course, we're not talking about electric vehicles here. We're talking about autonomous driving. But the more autonomous cars, the safer the roads are. And that's something that, that Elon certainly, that's an altruistic goal that he has. But here is Elon answering the question of would he license this kit, this, this hardware to suite out to other automakers? I think this is very hard to turn into a kit um, uh, because it requires a tight integration of, of software, sensors, and, and computing power, um, as, as well as the ability to do large-scale over-the-air updates. Um, it's, it's not just some kit that you can add, add onto a car. I, I mean, one, one thing that we've also done with, with, with our system is that if you, and we'll be releasing some videos hopefully later tonight and tomorrow morning demonstrating the cars, the car in operation, but you actually can't, it, unless you look closely, you can't even tell that um, a car is hardware one or hardware two. Because it, because we've been so careful about each um, of the cameras being uh, part of the, the the frame of the car, such that like nothing sticking out, uh, nothing just, like this in no way makes the car ugly. Um, so there are no weird protuberances. Um, it's it's all incredibly subtle. It's put a lot, a lot of effort into not affecting the beauty of the car. The car is as beautiful with hardware two as it is with hardware one, um, and I, there's just no way to turn that into a kit and put it in some other car. It's not not not, not realistic. Welp, sorry, other car makers, it's not going to happen. I mean, as he notes, it would be impossible even if Elon wanted to license it out because of Tesla's full fleet over-the-air network, which you know he himself noted that. That really is the, the, the primary deal breaker. And unless all the other automakers start doing a full fleet-wide you know, OTA setup, full, fully connected fleet, there's probably just no way it could even theoretically happen. So uh, you know, something to keep an eye on as time goes by. But you know, this, is, this, is, this can be a major competitive advantage for Tesla, there's no doubt about it. Of course, you know, the likes of Mercedes and others have autonomous driving uh, hardware and, and solutions in development, but you know, Elon is, is planting Tesla's flag in the ground first. First flag, the first, that's, that's the USA flag on the moon, the Tesla flag is the first one that goes into the moon on this. The, the moon being the, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the, the self, the fully self, the level five self-driving moon. Okay, how is this stuff... Uh, actually, sorry, wait, I'm, I'm uh, getting ahead of myself. Uh, here's a little more on Model 3 uh, and, and how good in time Elon wants this system to be. Full autonomy hardware suite will be standard on, on all, all vehicles that Tesla makes from here on out. Um, it will continue to make uh, improvements and, uh, and, and those improvements will affect the probability of, of, of an accident. Um, but I, we, we feel pretty confident that the current hardware suite um, will be at least twice as good as the, the uh, as people on average. Um, now, in the long term, we want to try to get to um, a, tenth, a 10x improvement. Um, and so that will require 
ongoing refinement of, of the hardware. Um, but still, I think a two, something like a 2x improvement would, would be pretty incredible. I mean, if that was applied across the board to cars, to, to all vehicles in the world, you'd go from 1.2 million deaths to 600,000 deaths. That would be a lot of lives saved. And not to mention all the, you know, the serious injuries and, and other things that, that, that happen that aren't in the fatality statistics. So, um, so I think there's, there's still a lot of merit in trying to go from twi twice as safe to 10 times as safe. Um, but, but I should be clear that every cartel that produces from now on, here on out uh, will have the full autonomy hardware uh, capability, including Model 3. So I'll bet it's probably going to take longer than he wants to to get to a 10x improvement over a human driver. But again, this is Elon Musk. I've said it a million times before. I would not bet against Elon Musk. A couple more clips. First off, here is Elon speaking to testing the system. I thought this was a really fascinating answer of, uh, of how Tesla handles the testing of this. We, we start off, obviously, with, um, with, with t testing with uh, Tesla, you know, with our Tesla um, uh, QA team. So we're, we're testing initially on a closed track with, with, our, with, with our test engineers. Then, we, then, then we'll broaden it to uh, a very limited set of, um, uh, of, of kind of alpha alpha users, including me. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I usually have the, 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 the latest software update about a day after our QA team has it. Um, and um, and I'm, I'm personally testing, testing every element of the car. Um, the, the, then it goes to... Uh, a what we call our early access program, which is about a thousand customers distributed around the world um, who are technically savvy and um, don't, don't mind, um, you know, or, or, or want to uh, use um, sort of the, the early software and are cognizant of, of, of potential issues. Um, but, you know, because there's, there's so many different environments throughout Earth that it's just not possible for a QA team to, to cover them all. Uh, if that's looking good, uh, then we will uh, uh, roll it out uh, initially in shadow mode to the, the, the whole fleet. Um, by shadow mode, it means that the car is not actually taking any action, uh, but it is registering when it would take an action and, and when it would not take an action. Um, and then you can compare that to cases where, let's say that somebody had an accident, but you, if you look at the, the vehicle logs and say, well, if the, if the car had been in autonomous mode, that accident would have been avoided, then okay, that's, that's obviously uh, you know, a plus. And you can also say, okay, look, the, the car would, the, the computer would have uh, done something that would have resulted in an accident, in that case, it was in shadow mode, then, then obviously that's, that's an issue that needs to be corrected. And then you, in, in statistics, I mean, these are called false positives and false negatives. Uh, you, you gather enough of those over time until there's clearly a statistically significant sample set. Uh, and at the point at which um, it's unequivocal that uh, turning on an, an, an autonomy feature would improve safety, that is the point at which we, we allow it to, act, to actually take action.
Before that, we do not allow the computer to take action. So like I said up front, nothing particularly newsworthy here, but I wanted to play this just because I personally think it's an interesting insight into how Tesla develops, tests, and deploys their features, how that whole process works. I thought that's, that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool to hear that. I appreciate Elon sharing it. Uh, final two clips here. The first one is about uh, the fact that Hardware One folks won't be entirely left in the dust, at least not for the foreseeable future. The hardware two is, is capable of level five autonomy. In other words, it's capable. The hardware is capable of the highest level of autonomy. Uh, and, and and level and and hardware one, um, I think will we'll continue to improve. Um, you know, as as we improve the the, the software that operates the car. Um, I mean, already with seven point it was unequivocally safer than um, than. Um, you know, than, than manually driven cars. Uh, and with ADO, that has improved even more. Uh, so uh, it, it would obviously be crazy to turn off something that is preventing accidents. So eventually, like old iPhones, hardware one will have to stop being actively developed for. I just wonder how long they're going to wait. Two years? Five Probably somewhere in between, if I had to guess. I mean, Hardware One cars are, some of them are two years old now. Uh, and in fact, that's, that's the window of, of Hardware One cars. Hardware One cars, born October 2014, died October 2016. So they're in three to five years from now, Though that two-year window of Teslas will be a pretty small portion of the fleet overall, I would think. Um, but I think the the sort of discontinuing of Hardware One support will probably be whenever it could be whenever Level Five is actually approved by regulators and switched on. Tesla might at that point say, "Okay, you know." That's enough of hardware one. We've got to put all of our energy now into refining and improving hardware two. So we shall see. Final clip, the final thing I wanted to play from the uh, conference call with Elon Musk was uh, just a, a sort of a lighthearted bit here about uh, the question was asked. Uh, this is, you'll hear Elon, you'll hear Elon say at the beginning that this is a good question. He was asked whether or not the new supercomputer, the 40 times more powerful computer that, that powers this Tesla Vision setup, whether or not it's isolated from the rest of the car. So here's Elon explaining that. Uh, no, it, it's a good question. It's, it is isolated from the rest of the vehicle. So uh, the, the kind of infotainment, sort of entertainment in, instrument panel, the center cluster, uh, anything to do with entertainment, the so web browsing uh, is isolated from the... Uh, vehicle control computer. Okay, great. That's all. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't want to be bright. <laughs> the car crashed as a result of going to the wrong web website. So a little moment of levity there that ended the, uh, the conference call. Thankfully, it seems your musical tastes won't trigger your car's system to crash if you play 
you play the wrong song the car doesn't like, it's just like, nope, I'm just going to shut down. Your musical taste is horrible. What are you doing? That is not uh, going to happen. Now, uh, outside of the call, there w- I mentioned the, the demonstration video on the Tesla site, which I highly encourage you to go watch. Uh, it's not currently on YouTube, on Tesla's YouTube. So it's on the Tesla site. It's a Vimeo. But uh, the design studio, which I mentioned is up now, and you can order a car with the full hardware suite. I wanted to read you the, a portion of the text description on the full self-driving capability. Because this is just, I'm picturing this, and it's really cool. So on under, if you scroll down, under options, uh, you know, you've got to check enhanced autopilot, and then on top of that, full self-driving capability. So it so, says, okay, this doubles the number of active cameras from four to eight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and get this. The system is designed to be able to conduct short and long-distance trips with no action required by the person in the driver's seat. For superchargers that have automatic charge connection enabled, you will not even need to plug in your vehicle. The charger snake! The snake, it lives! It lives! Which, in fact, Elon himself tweeted out the next day. He tweeted a link back to the old YouTube video. Uh, and confirmed, yes, that is what's going to happen. So here's more from the design studio. All you will need to do is get in and tell your car where to go. If you don't say anything, the car will look at your calendar, which it can do now. The car will look at your calendar and take you there as the uh, assumed destination or just home if nothing is on the calendar. Your Tesla will figure out the optimal route, navigate urban streets even without lane markings, manage complex intersections with traffic lights, stop signs, and roundabouts, and handle densely packed freeways with cars moving at high speed. When you arrive at your destination, simply step out at the entrance, and your car will enter park-seek mode, automatically search for a spot, and park itself, which is what you see at the end of the demonstration video. A tap on your phone summons it back to you. Uh, I would use that all the time. I have a very, very tight garage and a, it's, a, it's a real hassle to get in and out of my garage where I live. So that would be real cool if I could just let the car use its sensors and do it itself and just pick me up a little, you know, sli- f- uh, you know few feet down the street after it's, you know, when it's all nice and clear. So I thought that was really, really cool. Now, uh, he, t- Elon also mentioned, or the site also mentions, the Tesla ride-sharing program details are going to be given next year. So, of course, we heard about this uh, previously with the whole, uh, the whole you know, future of, of autopilot uh, that, that Tesla will be doing an Uber-like, you know, their own ride-sharing network. You'll be able to make money with your car by sending it out autonomously to drive people around, uh, put some money in your, in your bank account. So details on that program will apparently be given next year. Uh, yes, given next year. A few final points on all of this. Uh, the, the most unfortunate, the, the real shame out of all of this that I wanted to point out, I don't know if it affects anyone in my audience. In fact, I'm sure it does, because I think a few, a few of the, uh, well, at least a couple, I'll say, oh, no, not a, at least a couple of the folks 
that use the referral code uh, during the, the just completed last round of, of, uh, of the referral program purchased a, a, one, a P100D. Now, and that's what I want to talk about. I, if you jumped on the P100D right away, because, you know, you, hey, you had the money and you saw, oh my goodness, a 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds car. I want that right now. Click order $150,000 effectively. I have got to imagine that those folks, the early P100D adapters, are anywhere, somewhere, they're, they're either sad, frustrated, or possibly even angry. And you know what? I don't blame them. Now, I know that Tesla doesn't hold upgrades for model years or for anything else. They never have. They just implement improvements as they go along. And I think mostly that's a really good thing for, for, uh, for customers. Even though, you know, you might miss something, in general, most, more people are getting better cars because you're not sort of arbitrarily tied to a model year. But in this specific case... Elon and Tesla know what their product timeline is. They know what their product roadmap is. I really think a gentler hand could have been used here. I mean, the the P100D was announced barely two months ago. And the cars started shipping about a month ago. It would have played a lot better with those customers shelling out so much money for a P100D, if Tesla could have just held that back ever so slightly. Now, I know they were in a big Q3 push, and maybe the P100D helped goose sales a little bit, but the fact that there are people that just shelled out that kind of money for this for the absolute top-of-the-line Tesla, be it an S or an X, this really substantial leap forward in both range and performance for both, again, both the S and the X, that there is a now small pocket of customers who are frozen out. They have this brand new car. They probably don't even have their license plates from the DMV yet. And their car already is lacks this incredible improvement uh, being hardware too. I mean, that's... That's really unfortunate. That's, I think that's really uncool. That's not good on Tesla's part. Um, you know, you couldn't have held back the P100D by uh, just, again, like a month so that every P100D, even, you know, they could have announced the P100D and then, you know, stealth shipped them with hardware too and then had the hardware 2 announcement as they've just had it just it's that's that seems like again that that's uh really really unfortunate and i uh you know a cynic might say oh well if they can afford a $150,000 car they're probably going to have no problem trading it in for you know another 150 $160,000 car with the you know hardware 2 in it but that's that's beside the point that's uh that's also you know that's not going to apply to everyone i mean it, the bottom line of this is i'm really i'm genuinely disappointed in tesla in this i think it's uh they they just could have handled this better they should have handled this better and i i if you're one of the p100d folks 
that's that's sort of caught in this. You know, again, in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be a very very small number of of folks of you of P100D owners. But it's just that's it's got to hurt. If it were me, I would be crushed. I would be absolutely crushed. I would be calling Tesla, saying, "Hey, I just paid 150 grand for this car. Uh, you've we've got to do something here." So. Um, I don't know if any of you will do that. Uh, I would love to hear from you how, how you feel about it, if you plan to take any action or try to take any action. But um, I, I feel bad for you. I really do. Because, uh, again, I put myself in my sh- put your, myself in your shoes, and it would just be, it would be soul-crushing to me to miss out on that, uh, regardless of, you know, my financial status. So uh, that's really unfortunate. Uh, I want to do, I think I mentioned this at the top, at the top of the show. Uh, actually, I did. Yeah, I covered the fact that I'm going to be in Arizona, so I had to record early. The, the point I wanted to make on that was that uh, if I miss any follow-ups, which is entirely possible, any follow-ups on Friday, because I recorded this Thursday, late Thursday night, because Elon does have a habit after big product announcements of, uh, of, going on Twitter and sort of answering people's questions. In fact, he, I was one of those people he's answered questions for. So if I miss anything uh, as an Elon tweet follow-up, I do apologize. I'll get to it next week if it's, if it's uh, you know, worth covering. But just wanted to lay that out. So real quick, now that I've gone through all of the, the, uh, the media call, I wanted to just give you, if you're curious, I had a few people on Twitter ask me what my questions for Elon were had I been called upon, the ones I had ready to go. So uh, my first question that I had written down, so would there be a retrofit for existing Tesla vehicles? That got covered. My, uh, another question I had written down was, when do you anticipate regulatory approval? He, that actually wasn't addressed in any way. And I, uh, sort of a follow-up I, I had wanted to ask, have you spoken with the United States government yet, or any other government for that matter, about this? So I would have loved to have been able to pose that question to Elon. Uh, I wanted to ask about the progress on the charging snake, since you know that, that was sort of covered. It was mentioned, alluded to, and then straight up mentioned as a follow-up. Uh, so I did, I did want to ask that. And then my not super relevant to Hardware 2, but uh, failing all of that, if all that would have gotten covered and they had called on me, uh, at the risk of maybe making the PR people angry by not asking a hardware too specific question, I wanted to try, you know, my, my burning question, will Signature Red be available as an option somehow on the Model 3? Again, my, my dream is that for everybody whose reservation has a March 31st timestamp on it, so and all of us who ordered that first day, either in person at a store or online that first day, give us the option for Signature Red on our Model 3s. Please, (laughs) that's what I want. Uh, So I I would have asked that as my sort of last last shot. All right, that was all the, uh, everything from the call. Um, Real quick, one other thing of note, I, I touched on this earlier, the... Referral program has ended and a new one has begun. I wanted to sincerely thank, I just, I've been so crazy busy at work this week 
It's the, it's the busiest time. So in the video game world, if you're not familiar, you know, summer is the big time of the year for movies. The fall is the big time of the year for video games. You know, everybody's Christmas shopping. Uh, fall is the big, the biggest time of the year for video games. So it's been just nuts at work. And I, I just haven't been able to, to reply to everyone's email because I got a lot of very, very kind folks who as soon as the new referral program started up, a bunch of you, a bunch of very, very kind souls emailed and offered to let me use their referral code on the show uh, for the new referral program that's running from now until mid-January. Now, Michael from Milbray, who's a caller we've heard from before, he was the first one to reach out. So that's the most diplomatic way I can think of. So I'm, I'm going to use Michael's code now. I want to thank Michael from Milbray uh, for... for uh, offering that. We're actually going to get together for lunch. I'm going to go meet Michael from Milbray. That'll be very fun. That'll be cool. Uh, We're going to go to lunch in his Model X. And uh, so the details are largely the same. I'll give you the quick overview now. They've changed a couple things. So two referrals gets you you a Tesla carry-on bag, which would be probably super sweet. Three referrals gets you a set of custom Tesla headphones. Five referrals gets you an extended VIP tour of the Fremont factory, including a Q&A with Franz von Holzhausen, of course, the lead, the chief designer uh, at Tesla. And so Michael from Milbray has agreed to take me on that VIP tour, should we get to five referrals, because I would love to try and make a pitch to Franz to have him come on the show, to have him do an interview with me, and maybe I could even just get a few questions in on him to record on to, for the show right then and there. But um, so real quick, I don't want to spend too much time on this because you all know the, the sort of drill by now, but uh, everybody wins in this scenario. If you're planning to buy a Tesla, you can get $1,000 off of your purchase by using Michael from Milbray's referral code, which enter this uh, short link into your browser. It's ts.la slash Michael 2204. That's Michael spelled the traditional way, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. So ts.la slash Michael 2204. And so uh, Michael will get those referral prizes. You will get $1,000 off of your Tesla. And I will not only get the chance to win a ludicrous X or S. They're giving you the option this time. I would take the X, believe it or not, as I think I've uh, sort of laid out before. But yeah, I would actually choose the X. Uh, and also Michael has kindly offered to take me on that extended VIP tour of the factory with Franz. So, uh, again, win, win, win scenario for everybody. I'll end the, I'll end this spiel cause I know everybody's, uh, used to hearing it and they know what the deal is, but that is starting up again. So off we go. All right. I'm going to come right back after a quick little musical breather here and wrap up a few things again, skipping the hotline this week, both for time as I uh, need to prepare, I need to pack up uh, everything for my little trip down to the family function in Arizona. And again, we've just had a pretty big show with all of the, all of the Elon clips from the media call. So I hope you'll forgive me. I will get to all of your hotline calls next week. Keep them coming. The toll-free number to call or Skype is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. Uh, and I'll just give them the plug anyway. If you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake 
Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more, and I'll be right back to wrap things up for you right after this. All right. I would be mighty grateful if you would take a look at the Patreon page for this podcast, if you have not already. Again, uh, as you can tell, a lot of time and energy goes into this. Uh, it was, you know, pulling those clips is, is no small feat. Recording to, anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, you, you guys know. I mean, if, uh, it's, a, it's a creative endeavor that I do out of passion, but it is nevertheless an endeavor. <laughs> so uh, if you appreciate the show, you enjoy the show, maybe you'll consider a pledge. Take a look on patreon.com slash teslapodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Tesla podcast, all one word. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan or email me teslapodcast at gmail.com. By the way, I've had a few folks reach out and say, hey, is it okay if I just record my own call for the hotline and send it in? You know, I get a little, you know, I'm a little nervous trying to, you know, leave a good, clean message in one shot. Sure, record it, uh, send it in. No problem at all. If you want to do that, you can email it at that email address. Uh, abstractocean.com is the site to go to for uh, some of your Tesla accessory needs. They've got a lot of great stuff. Uh, slick looking, high quality Tesla lanyards, Model S and X silicone key fob pockets, uh, LED lighting kits, all kinds of good stuff. And again, the uh, kind proprietors there have offered up a 20% off coupon code just for listeners of this podcast. So at abstractocean.com, enter the coupon code RTL podcast, all one word, RTL podcast. Enter that at checkout to get 20% off of your order. Uh, Dave T's fantastic weekly Tesla newsletter is yours for free each and every Friday. Go sign up at teslaweekly.com. While you're out and about on the World Wide Web's visit teslarati.com. Gene and Electric Jen and the crew there do an outstanding job of staying on top of uh, the Tesla news day-to-day. Most of you get the show, uh, hopefully most of you subscribe, because then it just comes right to you without you having to seek it out. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, or the actual podcast hosting site. There's an RSS feed there or MP3 downloads, and that's teslapodcast.libsyn.com. Libsyn is L-I-B-S-Y-N. And I want to wrap up, uh, as always, by thanking the Patreon producers. These are the very kind folks who pledge uh, $20 a month or higher. And I really, really appreciate your support. Those folks are Jeff Bartram, who, by the way, uh, is part of Operation Supply Drop. He's a military veteran. I actually just got to meet Jeff. He's, a, he's an IGN fan as well. I had an, I, I came, he came up to San Francisco, and I interviewed him on this week's episode, episode 268, of Podcast Unlocked, uh, where he talks all about his wonderful charity that he works with, Operation Supply Drop, that uh, does a lot to help military veterans. So uh, if you want to hear from Jeff, check out Unlocked. Uh, You can check out uh, that charity at operationsupplydrop.org. But uh, Jeff Bartram is a very, very kind Patreon producer. Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassioppo, ZL Klein, David Brander, Nick Hoffman, Ralph Weiss, Jonathan Wales, John Waltower, and Scott Gillis. 
Thank you all so much each and every week. Uh, this was actually one of my favorite episodes to do in a while because even though it did take a lot of legwork to put this week's together, it always does. I mean, um, but I just love being able to play Elon clips. It makes me feel like I'm doing an actual radio show and not just me literally sitting in my own home office spouting into a, a mic recorder because that's actually what it is. But yeah, just like it makes it feel more like a real radio show and I've got uh, these the cool clips from Elon. So uh, I, I hope you all enjoy it too. I, I love doing it. But thank you all so much for listening to this episode, every episode, whether you've uh, this is your first episode or your 64th. I appreciate you giving me a try uh, and giving me your support. So happy electric motoring, and I will see you all again next week. Music